What's up? Welcome to another edition of Major League Talk. I am your host, J.D. Johnstone. Alongside me today are my two favorite frisbee throwing, dart throwing, flame throwing, side slingers. I know Austin and Jimbo. What's poppin', boys? How we doing today? Oh, JD. Slinging them sideways, boys. You like Getting that intro. Big fan of it. Big fan of it. Gotta love it. We're already at episode eight. Episode eight. We're getting up there. We're getting up there. Double Tens digits. The we'll be next week. Double digits. Love to see it. Love to see it. Love yeah. to see it. Uh, so I think we talk about this way too much, um, but there was new news, so why not talk about it? Um, Dallas Keuchel said, I'm not looking to sit out the whole year. I predicted he was going to play this year. I believe Austin predicted he was going to play this year, and I believe Jimmy said that he w- would play this year. Am I right? Or I don't know why he's not playing this year. I don't know why he wouldn't. It's not a good move for him at all. Like <laughs> He's past his prime. I'll I'll read what he said. I'll read what like he said in an interview. So right now he's looking for a one-year deal to reclassify in the free agent class this upcoming off season. And we all said that he was going to be looking for a multi multi uh, multi multi-year deal. I guess not because he said that he says he can help a team at this point in his career. He says by the analytics that this, that he is worth this amount of money and he is not getting it. So that's why he hasn't signed. He says he has received multiple offers, and right now he is in Southern California pitching to a junior college kids every five days to say, I quote, sharp. By the way, if you're the junior college kids, how kind of cool – that's kind of cool. You get to face Dallas Keuchel, a Cy Young winner, like every five days. Yeah. It's getting carved up. I'm wondering if you are getting carved up or if he's just giving up freaking bombs left and right. I I it's hard to say that he would be getting carved up by a JUCO team in California. I mean, yes. come on. <laughs> but I mean, this is what I think he's doing, and JD's gonna come back and say that that's the dumbest thing ever. But you heard it here first. I put my money. He'll be signing with the Yankees. I was just going to say that. I was literally just going to say that. I promise you I was. Dude. He's going to be there. They, they, he is what they need. Yeah. You you know, obviously with CC on the way out, um, and Servino or yes, Severino being kind of dicey. I think that he is what they need right now. And I think the Yankees will understand that and pay him what he wants. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Ost? Commit to a long-term deal. Like, that's a, that's another thing. Like he can, they can just try. Like a one-year trial period is not a bad move, especially with everyone getting hurt this year. Their entire staff is on the IL. Like he would be a very good acquisition for this season. Oh, yeah, James Paxton just got hurt, too. He has uh, knee inflammation in his left knee. He's out for three weeks. It may even be a month. Uh, I was actually talking about it with Dean the other day. We were, like, we got the breaking news in the middle of the game, and, like, we just look at updates during the game sometimes on the Yankee game. We saw that he was pulled, and we were just, like, signed Dallas Keuchel, 60 uh, $60 million, three years. You can keep the beard, whatever you want right now. They need him. They should keep the beard. They got to make an exception. They need him bad. If he does, if he doesn't go to the Yankees though, he's going to the Brewers. Those are the two teams. I don't think he's going anywhere else. He'd also be a good fit. 
He'd be a good fit in Milwaukee, I think. Yeah. They I think need with it their, the most. I mean, yeah, their starting rotation is very average. Quite trash. I mean, they just re-signed Geo. That's not saying much. I know. Like, they did that last year, too. Like, they just – they they have such a good offense that they're able to get away with halfway decent pitchers who are on the decline of their career. Well, Jimmy Nelson's coming back from that shoulder injury. Mm-hmm. Yeah, obviously with um, Corey, um, I don't want to say his name, Kaibo, something like that. Yeah. Coming back from Tommy John, that's going to be tough. Um, you know, Brett Stewart not coming back until probably the end of 2019 with Tommy John as well. Um, Bobby Wall with the 20 ACL. Aaron Wilkinson with the with the foot. He'll be back soon though but i mean it's just they have they have so many people on the dl as far as pitching go so i mean it's it's hard for them yeah but, a lot of I people mean, have made the reference about dallas keichel to the football player bell <laughs> sitting out the whole year from the steelers and signing with the jets this offseason four years i don't uh blah 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 I, people are saying that's what he's trying to do i don't i don't see think he's trying that. to do it i mean obviously yeah. with his last quote saying that he's not he doesn't want to sit out um i think that's what he was trying to do um Obviously, Le'Veon Bell, just no one wanted to pay him. Um, so he just didn't sign anywhere. But if people are willing to pay Keuchel, then, I mean, it's it's hard to say that he won't he won't end up somewhere by the end of the season. Probably, possibly by the end of May. Yeah. You have anything, Austin? Not really. I feel like we've gotten this one pretty good. Just He's going to sign soon. Uh, you can... Like you, you know he like yeah. That's I think it's different because like he really wants to play. Like you can tell like he wouldn't be practicing like he is if he didn't want to play anymore. Like, like this also brings up like Kimbrel. Like what's he gonna do? Oh, he's not playing. Kimbrel, I still think that. Yeah, he's I don't think Kimbrel's playing this year either. Yeah, I've come to that realization. Um, he's definitely towards the tail end of his career. Definitely more than um, Keuchel is obviously. Um, you know everybody needs a closure. Throws ninety nine, but. It seems like every close with those 99 now. So, I mean. Yeah, he's not special anymore. If he's going. I mean, he is spe- I mean if he's going anywhere, it's going to be a a late September deal, maybe. I don't even see that. I, yeah. Because that, that would just be like a waste almost. I don't think. I mean, if, they, if they're thinking something like maybe two years. But, I mean, realistically, yeah. it'll be next season. And if not next season, then he'll probably retire. So. That's just how I see it. So yeah, yeah. But nothing will be after until the draft or whatever. I think it's June fifth that the dates for the draft compensation thing. I think six or six or seventh maybe. I don't know. Yeah, Either way, there. All right, next thing: the ice horse uh, tearing it up. Is he saving the Red Sox season? Yes or no? Twenty. You know what's saving? Old. You know what's saving the Red Sox season right now? What? Oh my gosh, <laughs> Christopher Sale, baby! Oh, of course, Jimmy wanted to talk about that. Big 14 Ks last night. Big 14 Ks last night. Big time. <laughs> Had a no-no going for about six innings. Immaculate seventh inning. My man's back. Chris Sale's oh, he's back. back. Chavez is tearing it up. Jackie Bradley made probably the greatest catch of all time. Ben Attendee hit an absolute missile in the 11th. Red Sox fans are delusional. Jackie Bradley is very overrated. Um, he is 
I'm he already act, has like five errors this season on, on act fly like balls. I'm going to act like you did say. He misses fly balls that are directly at him, but makes incredible catches. I am not taking away the man's like athleticism, but he misses very easy plays. Okay, we don't have to talk about his 91 batting average the last seven games, mm-hmm. but for you to say that he's overrated is a gross underestimation. He is. I stick with that. I hate you. Aaron Hicks is better. I Aaron Hicks is better. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. That's a true statement. I'll give you that. Because that's always the argument with Yankee and Red Sox fans is is that, ha ha, Aaron Hicks is not even close to as good. And I'm just like, okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, it can go either way. Yeah. But he was the first round pick in 2014 with the 26 overall pick for Boston. Uh, his nickname is the Ice Horse. Uh, the Section 10 podcast named him that. I don't know. It's funny. It's catching. It's catchy. Red Sox fans like it. But so far, he has. This is from a day ago. So he has 55 at bats. He did play last night, but I don't know what he did. Uh, 55 at bats, 309 batting average, 4 uh, 433 on base percentage, 673 slugging with an OPS of 1106 with six home runs and 13 RBIs. He's tearing it up right now. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how else you want me to put it. Um, I mean, yeah. Yeah. That last night, I mean, last night he was 0 for 3, but what are you going to do? Yeah. The Red Sox probably had one of the worst starts to a season in recent history. And, like, without him. But now that he's, like, actually contributing the way he is, like, he's the only reason they're in contention at all in that division great um obviously hitting 500 last night was a big step from how they started um yeah Chavez is definitely a big part of that um you know for the last uh you know 15 games he's hitting 302 i mean with six bombs so i mean he's 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 doing his part he's doing his part and with sale Having a good night last night, you know. Is he back? I hope so. Just because I like Sale. Um, but, you know, it, it's definitely... Things are looking up right now for the Red Sox. Put it like that. Oh, for sure. If I was Eduardo Nunez, I'd be a little worried. I'd, I would be concerned. You'd be concerned? If I was Eduardo Nunez, yes, because be his, uh... his job is being taken right now. I think his you guys don't been, think so? I mean, yeah, but I mean, he was never there. Yeah, it's worse than like a like like this guy's he's a rookie and he's he's like he's proving himself to be a stud. Like he was like Nunez always kind of felt like he was just like a role player. You know, like he wasn't really a franchise name. All right, so real question then, who's going to be better, Chavez or um Rafael Devers? Devers or Devers, I think. I think it's Hello? too early to tell. Like Devers. he hasn't had a full season yet. I think Devers is. You think so? For sure. Um, obviously with uh Chavez with the lightning hot start, um, I think it's hard to vote against him. But with the small sample size, I think um, um, I think Devers definitely is. 
JD. JD. Cool, we lost JD. Um, but yeah, backpacking off that, um, I definitely think uh, that Divas definitely have the um, the not necessarily the better year, but definitely the better career in my opinion. Um, and honestly, I think one of the funniest parts about uh, Chavez is his uh, his middle name being Scott Michael Scott. Um, but just a little thing there. Jared Kavarkas, the absolute man for coming up with Ice Ice Horse. <laughs> yeah, it's but, it's gonna be an interesting year for the Red Sox, especially coming off like like after last year, like having the best record in the majors and then winning the World Series, like like anything short of winning the division for them is a bad year right now. And they I are think, no no. I think I don't think they're winning the division right now. But I definitely think they're a wild card. Um, so you don't think the Rays can maintain their status? I think the Rays are maintaining their status. Um, I think it's going to be Yankees and Red Sox fighting for a wild card. Right. I think JD just died. I did too. Yeah, yeah no, are you guys hear me? I can hear you now. No, no, no. Yeah, I was trying to fix my speakers. I was just letting you guys talk. Or my uh, headset. Oh. Yeah, I'm still trying to fix it, but yeah, I was, I, I heard you guys. I mean, I kind of, I do not agree with you. I think the, the Rays are a big deal, yes, but the Yankees are going to beat them. Oh, shut up. <laughs> shut up. Shut up. <laughs> shut up. They are. No, Let's they're not. Let's just get the reality facts down, they are. Uh, reality facts, they are. Yeah, the Yankees, uh, 27 rings. Shut up, kid. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. 28. 20, yeah, whatever, dude, I don't care. 28, 2008-19, boys. Dude, I told you five years ago, 100% guaranteed 2019, Yankees are winning the World Series. You heard it here first, dude. I swear. Okay? I did say that like five times. I know you did. And they're going to be – they're going to they're gonna lose in a wild card game. That's what's going to happen. And you're going to look like a, like, a, like an idiot. That's what's going to happen. Not at all. Yes. that That's what's – yes, it is. We will see. We will see. <coughs> yeah. What's next? I forgot what's next. What was My next? thing work now? Yeah, it's working, it's working fine. All right, there we go. All right, I thought it was broken for a second. Of course uh, yeah, no. Um, oh, yeah, I forgot to say this while you were talking about Chris Sale, bro. What were you saying about – you said the immaculate ending, I understand. But if you're listening to this right now, let's go back. A couple podcasts ago, I think it was two, where Jimmy said Chris Sale is overrated, does not deserve his contract, and is done. I quote. That is – did I say that? Yes, you did. And we will go back in the podcast if I have time. I will cut out the portion and play it right now. I still don't think he's worth his contract. But it's good for Red Sox to see him playing how he is. I mean, keep in mind. I'm not refuting my statement. I think that his best years are behind him. I think they vastly overpaid for him. But I still think it's a good thing for the Red Sox how he's playing right now. It's yeah. hard. It's hard for me to say that he's back when his like his game yesterday, as good as it was, was against Baltimore. Shut up. Don't hate on him. Don't hate. Appreciate. Uh, technical difficulties uh, you would All think right. by the 8th podcast we would have gotten this figured out but of course we haven't 
just not putting that in. But what were you saying? You're saying something about the Orioles. Didn't the Orioles drag their nuts across the Yankees' faith last week? They just didn't play them. I believe it was more the Orioles dragged their nuts across the Red Sox face. <laughs> oh, was that? Okay. Yeah. Well. yeah. Other way around, buddy. Uh, yeah, whatever. So the Giants got smacked. Uh, Pablo Sandoval pitched a masterpiece. One inning, no, uh, no runs. Uh, he said the key to his pitching was simply not caring. He said it's I... easy for him because he just goes out and has fun and does not care. What a go. I mean, you think a lot of uh, position players when they come in to pitch care a whole lot about their stat line at the end of the game? Yes. No, they don't. No, they don't. I mean, maybe. But to this day, the best position player pitcher is A, Ichiro, and B, Chris Davis. Chris Davis is gross. Matt Davidson. No, Ichiro that was, la- that was last year. Ichiro had that huge hook. He did. Was, that, that was when I was in the Marlins in Philly. Yeah. Back when they were okay. Not like they are now. Yeah, yeah, Sandoval with the uh, home run, inning pitched, and stolen base. Pretty cool. It's a good day. It was a good day for him. It was a good day, and obviously with Dietrich running out there, that was really funny. With the bees. Mm-hmm. Bees. I like yeah. that. Bees and mustache the day before. Yep. Hashtag let's get to play, baby. Let's see right. it. Let's That's right. Uh, yeah, but Drew needs some pitching tips from Pablo because his ERA right now is almost six, and he's one and four. Uh, the guy was dominating at one time, the two four seven with the Padres, and then was traded to Boston, and just was never the same. He had one good year, I think, in like two two thousand seventeen with Boston. It was like a three three ERA, but other than that, it was like last year's ERA was like six eight. I mean, how is he still in the big leagues? <laughs> That's how are you gonna make that statement? <laughs> because there's many people I believe if you can't do it you just can't do it like you just have to accept the fact or you just need to fix it yeah I'm, I'm sure he's it's trying possible. to fix it yeah <laughs> I'm sure he is he can definitely be that 247 guy again because he's a very good curveball but I mean like I just think why don't you just send him down or something or even if he's running out of options I'm sure no one's just going to pick him up after like the guy with almost six okay, year right? his record's one in four okay Granted, he has a six ERA, but, but you know who else won in four? Who? Stroman. What's his ERA? Doesn't matter. He's one in four. Like under a two? Okay, but he's one in four. Not his fault the Blue Jays don't score runs. And it's not his fault that the... Okay, yeah, okay, well, whatever. All right. Well, but your argument that his one in four record is something indicative of his terrible performance, I mean... With the six ERA, I mean, at this point, that record is an irrelevant stat for a pitcher. Record is one hundred percent an irrelevant stat for pitchers. Okay, like Brom last year, like he had ten wins and a sub two ERA. Wins are an irrelevant stat for pitchers. Exactly, but I mean, it's hard to justify quote sending him down for what's he had six starts, seven starts. I mean. I understand your point, but do you understand what I'm trying to say? Like, I understand what you're trying to give say. Give someone but... else a chance. Like, for all I you know, why the... who is he? No one knew who Chris Paddock was 
at all. He was a throw-in piece in a trade. A throw-in. And look what he is doing right now. He is literally the ace of the Padres. You can make that argument about any throw-in trade. Be like, oh, well, we threw this guy in, and all of a sudden he's a, a Same thing piece. happened with Domingo Herman. Domingo Herman was a throw-in trade. He's the best pitcher on the Yankees right now. No prospect is a sure thing. I don't know why, like, you're... Well, I'm just saying my point was give someone else a chance. Put him in the bullpen. Give someone else a chance to start the game. Give him another two starts. If his ERA is still stick six, change it. Okay, that's fair. Give him another two starts. Okay. All right. New segment, pitching crowd <laughs> for the upcoming series. Uh, first series, what was that? Knees. Oh, bless you. <laughs> <laughs> this one just like choked on something. Oh, okay. Uh, first series, uh, Nationals and Dodgers, the four game series in LA starting today, tonight, tonight, game one, Corbin against Hill. Rich Hill, baby. Rich Hill. How do you want to do this? Do we go by game by game or do I just say all the starters and then we just game say who's game. probably going to win the series? Game by game by game. Game by game. All right. I got, I got the Dodgers too. I think Rich Hill is. Dick Mountain is that guy. Pitching Ninja. Pitching Ninja, baby. He is that guy. Austin, who do you got? Uh, I. So here's my deal. I like the Dodgers winning this simply because of their offense. I think they have just more of an offense than the Nationals do. This segment's called Pitching Probables. Austin, focus. Pitching Probables. No, no, it's who's winning the game. It's just who's pitch. Yeah. It's called pitching probables because that's who's throwing tonight. Shut but up. in reality, it's who's winning the game. No, we, we get fo- okay. Fine, fine, whatever. But no, we do both. Who's gonna win the game? They're both like they're both studs. One yeah. or the other. Who's doing better? Uh, Hill. Okay, fair. Game two: Annabelle Sanchez and Kenta Maeda. Kenta Maeda. Right. Sanchez is zero five right now. Sanchez Sanchez can't win a game if his lights depend on it. He was gross last year, too. It's kind of confusing. I don't know what happened. He's gross. Dude, his ERA is... It's not even like... Oh, I don't even know what it is. I just am wondering it's why not he's even, five. It's like... It's not terrible. I think... Austin, who do you got? I have Maeda. Like, like, like you said, like, his ERA, like... I mean, he's 0-5, and Scherzer's 1-4. and Yeah, no, Scherzer's gross. Exactly. Favorite pitcher. Scherzer. Shut up. He like, is he's having a really good picture. He just isn't. They're just their offense is not supporting him at all. Yeah, five one ERA. Anibal Sanchez is not playing well. Five one. Yeah. He just said it's not terrible. <laughs> I didn't think it was. I need to. I need to run it back. All right. Game three is Scherzer. He's one and four, and then the Walker Bueller is Walker Bueller, baby. I gotta go, with Scherzer. Walker Love Bueller. Walker Bueller. I, I gotta go with Scherzer. Scherzer can become the best pitcher in the major leagues. Like okay. any given yeah. day that he's just feeling it. So I'm going with Scherzer on that one. I don't know. All I know is that I am watching that game because that is going to be a pitching performance on both sides. Walker it is going Bueller to be who gives up the first guy. one. Walker Bueller is that guy. Oh yeah. He is going to be he's going to be the next Max Scherzer. Like, in, when he gets to his prime prime. Like, he's yeah. already dominating, but he's not even at what he can be. Walker Bueller is that man. 
Yeah, the Dodgers took their time with him in the minors. They let him develop, and now he is just an absolute stud. And I know another it, Vandy guy. Yeah, like you look at the Vandy that, that team. Like <laughs> he got drafted the same year as Carson Fulmer. And yeah, talk Carson, about uh, talk yeah. about Vandy guys. Uh, JD, what are your thoughts on uh, Sonny Gray? He sucks. <laughs> Sorry, I just want to hear you say that. <laughs> okay. Biggest Sorry. waste of a trade ever. Okay, dude. We did get, I will say, we got the upper hand in that because Jorge Mateo has not done anything. James Caprolin has not even thrown for them yet. And Dustin Fowler's the only person who's actually done something for them. He was the guy that like hurt his knee that one time. He got one, he played one game with the Yankees. Walker Ferris Bueller is going to be is going to be running through the Nationals offense. I'm just saying. But, you know, game four, Strasburg, uh, Rio, what we got Strasburg. It's going to be a two, two series. It's a series tied. Even, even after the shutout, you're going with Strasburg from Rio. Oh, I got the nationals losing the first two, but then I got the nationals losing or winning the last two. It's going to be two, two series tied. Nobody wins. Strasburg, he's just never been the same since he got hurt. Like, he's, his career has just gone down so much from when he got, like, picked up or when he got drafted. And then it, like, it, it's tough to see sometimes because, like, you watch, like, when he first came up and he was throwing 98 to 102 with the nasty curveball. And now he's a lot more change up and his fastball is, like, 94, which isn't bad, but, like, he used to be so dominant, but he he's done a really good job of remodeling who he is as a pitcher and relying a lot more on his changeup, which is really good, and uh, that's helped him out so much. I mean, that that's how that's how Sabathia is still pitching the way he is. Exactly. Obviously, he doesn't throw nearly as hard as he used to, and he's kind of just reshaped himself into a you know slider changeup guy, and mm-hmm. it's definitely been able to prolong his career. And obviously, with three thousand strikeouts the other week, you know. Yeah, but I mean, I think I th- I also think Strasburg's gonna be pitching bell. Even with uh, Ryu coming after the shutout, I I I just think Strasburg um, is a lot more fit to handle the Dodgers lineup. Yeah, that curveball and that Bugs Bunny changeup—that's what they're getting. I mean, he's the fastest pitcher to ever reach 1,500 strikeouts. But you heard it here first. Um, Bellinger will be hitting two game two home runs that game. That game or the series? That game. Well, I like well, that prediction because in the predictions last week, I said he'd have more home runs than Christian Yelich. So thanks for uh, putting that up uh, with me. You said Yelich, I said Belly. So I said Yelich will hit more home runs, but you know, I just add into the add into the total right now. Yelich is ahead right now. Yelich has sixteen. Bellinger still has fourteen. Yelich again, I'm well aware. I do have a genie bottle. Like, I know what's happening. Just informing you. Uh, next series, Yankees at Rays. This is a huge series. I think this is going to determine who is going to be holding the division for the next, like, month and a half. I think this is a big, a big key to, like, the upcoming month and a half. And you know who's going to be sweeping? Not the Rays. Yes, the Rays. It wouldn't shock me, though, because they're at Tropicana. 
uh, Tropicana Field, and that's just like the house of horrors for the Yankees. Like nothing goes right in that stadium. I'm telling you right now, they need to blow sweeping. it up. They're sweeping. They just need to. No, they're like no. Nah, they can't go out there. If the Yankees go out there without winning a game, that's a problem. If the Yankees go out there with without winning a game, they're not winning. They're not winning the series. Not winning the series. I meant the the division. What do you I think, Austin? I agree. I think that the like Tyler Glass now and Blake Snell have both been pitching very well this year for the Rays. Their offense has exploded this year. Like they just have everything together they, this is their year to make a huge run and uh i like especially at home like nobody likes playing at that field and so they that's just the advantage they have is because like they play there so often they don't even like pitching so, in that field yeah or play at that field yeah but glasnow will be dismantling a yankees lineup yeah Six and zero with a one four ERA. Yes, please. All right. So this is what I got. I got game one. It's Herman and Glasnow. The, the Yankees are losing that game. <laughs> game two, Sabathia and Beeks. He may be starting. He actually may not even be starting that game. Um, I was just like seeing who started like five days ago. Um, but Glasnow and Snell and all of them are already guaranteed to be starting that game. Uh, Sabathia and Beeks, who it's supposed to be. The Yankees are winning that game. Tanaka and Snell, game three. The no. Yankees lose. Still. So, Rays are I think, winning the series. I think the Rays are definitely winning two games. Um, I think definitely um, the kind of the wild card is going to be that third, that that second game. Um, sorry, that second game. But I think the Rays are sweeping. Yeah. I mean. Um, I, I, I can't see the Yankees going in. They're not winning a game. I think that would that's just going to hurt them. So if they get swept. I, I just can't see that. I mean, Brandon Lowe has put this team's offense on his back, and I I just think that I think they're 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 gonna be they're gonna be scoring a lot of runs. I think obviously with Glass now pitching the way he is and Snell, um, not as good as he was last year, but still very strong. Um, I think I, they're a very difficult team for the Yankees to beat right now. Very difficult team. Oh, so are the I mean, so is Nate Nate Lowe. The two lows. I think Brandon Brandon is like Brandon Lau. Brandon Lau, whatever. Okay. Yeah, and then Nate Lowe. Lowe's doing good too. They're both rookies. Exactly. I mean, like the the future obviously for the Rays is really bright right now. Um, oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, this is just what it is. Yeah. I mean, I I I see them contending for the next four or five years in the. Uh, if they can keep their core together, at least. Oh, yeah, they're not this little cute team anymore that everybody's like, oh, the Rays are still in there. Like, no. I, they're legit. They proved themselves last year with, what, winning 94 games? Yeah. And they're, it's not a joke now. They're doing it again. They're legit. Would not be surprised if they're high 90s this year again. They beat that 94. Wouldn't surprise me. Uh, That's right. very fair, very fair. Marlins at Mets in Queens. Marlins are playing good baseball, even though they got walked off, I believe, twice so far now against the Cubs. Record in the they were, they were comp- no, they're competing, though. The Mets are in a bad slump. This is in New York, though. If it was in Marlins, I'd have a whole different outcome about this. But it's in New York. It's in Queens. Marlins are definitely playing good baseball. Well, not good baseball, but they're comparatively competing. for themselves. For who they are, it's, like, it's fine. Like, but just think about this. Think they about weren't this. expected to play well. 
This is what their roster. This is what their 2019 roster could have been. Just hear me out. Ready? Oh, Real I was gonna. I was gonna say that. Board okay. first base. D Gordon at second base. Miguel Rojas at shortstop. Dietrich at third. The best outfield in Major League Baseball in Stanton, Yelich, and Ozuna. They could have had Jose Fernandez, Chris Paddock, Luis Castillo, Domingo Herman, and Anthony DiScalfini. And don't forget Real Muto at catcher. That's what I said. First thing, think about that. That is a, that is a, that is a World Series team right there. Absolutely. World Series team. And then I, I like it. it ama- Chris Paddock. Could have been on the team behind Chris Jose Paddock. Fernandez. And then you have Domingo Herman. Holy crap. They dished Chris Paddock for peanuts. Who was it? Who did they trade over there for like, him? I didn't even know who it was. It was nothing, though. He was, was, ha- he was I think a throw-in. Like, he was, was like, a throw-in. That's what, it wasn't like anything big. He was just like a name they just threw in to complete the trade. I mean, like, what he's doing out there, like, um... Out in San Diego is just ridiculous. ridiculous. Oh yeah, the sheriff is in town. The sheriff is in town. They they traded him for half a season of Fernando Rodney. Fernando Rodney, yeah, that's who it was. Half a season of Fernando Rodney, who is not on a major league roster right now. He's not in the Athletics. No, he's not on a roster right now. Yes, he is. I saw him pitching the other day. Oh, he is. Oh, shit. I thought he had, I don't think he's on a roster. He's on the athletics. Oh, okay. Well, exactly. Actually, I mean, this year he broke the record though for uh, most games pitched. It was like, even, it was like nine hundred. Now he, he right now he's at nine hundred and eleven. I mean, it's like, God, I hate the Marlins. <laughs> God, their front is office is just so bad, dude. Derek Jeter can piss off. Oh uh, yeah, they they would and be they good though. David Hands Phelps, down, dude. Like what? Like what are we doing? Mm-hmm. Anna, the Yankees gave you that gift for Martin Prado. They gave you Martin Prado too. It's so, it. it's so hard to watch. It's so hard to watch. Yeah, yeah. Like what? They'll turn it around. They though. did. They did get Tehran Guerrero, which is big, but. That guy throws a trillion miles an hour. Yeah, that guy throws flaming fastballs. But I mean, Chris Paddock is not the the price to pay for half a season of Fernando Rodney. Yeah. Yeah, no shot. Like, do you think? Do you think? Like, I mean, obviously it's a new ownership now, but do you think the Marlins sit and sit there sometimes, and they maybe saw that tweet and just thought to themselves, "Wow." Look what this could have been. <laughs> you think no, they said it's they the same GM. It's Michael Hill. Like, do you think he sits there and he's like, wow, look what I did. <laughs> it's funny because I my uh, my freshman summer, I played um, on a travel team on a, a summer team with his son. who's was the nicest kid in the world. It was, <laughs> it was just funny. It was just funny. Because <laughs> you're just looking at him. You're like, dude, what? What have you done, man? <laughs> what's your father doing? <laughs> what, like, what's going on over there? Yeah, but totally agree. Like that, that could have been the, like one of the best things of all time. But just didn't work I out. mean, they, they did the same thing after they won the World Series in '97. They just, they just, just got rid of all the players. And then again, they just, 2003. 
They sent them all, and then they built it back up for 2003, and then got rid of all the players again. Like, yeah. What, like, God, they're so infuriating. World Series out of it. They're so infuriating. Yeah. It's so, so infuriating. All right, well, what's the impact for the Angels right now? Shohei Otani is back from Tommy John. Not pitching, just hitting, but I, the Babe Ruth of baseball, they call him, is back. Is um, this a huge impact for him? How excited are you for not only the Angels fan base and their organization, but just for baseball around to have this guy back? Rookie of the year last year. Um, I think with his performance last night, uh, obviously 0-4, not a, not a great outing. But I think um, first game back, it's going to happen, obviously. Um, I just remember in spring training, it was tough watching a guy that threw 100 miles an hour last year, like just flicking balls from 15 feet away, trying to get back into it. Um, but definitely, I think to have, um, a bat like he is coming back in, um, being the DH, I think it's, I think it's good for the angels. Um, definitely good for their, their fans. Um, I think he can definitely bolster their lineup. Um, it gives Mike Trout a little more protection. Um, and I just think it's, 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 it's good for baseball. For sure. They need him. There's no question that they need him. Obviously with the power potential he had last year. Um, having him back is going to be a big thing for them. Uh, with uh, gosh, twenty-two bombs last year. Um, I think even 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 a fifteen bombs this year would would be would be a good thing for the Angels. Now, what do you think, Aust? The Angels are just at a point where they need something to happen. Like they have, Agreed. they have like they have the best player in baseball, Mike Trout. They have one of the best rookies in baseball, and or well, ex, like he was a rookie last, like uh, in Shohei. Like they have, like they have guys, but none of the people they've signed have panned out at all. Like Matt Harvey has done nothing. Like, they're trying very, like they they need to do something. Like right now, they're like they don't really. I don't think they like the front office there is just like actually trying to win as much as they're like. Let's sell jerseys and tickets, and it's just not been working out for them. Well, yeah, well, hitting's never even been the problem for them, in my opinion. It's always been pitching. They've yeah. never had a guy they could rely on other than Jared Weaver that one year all the way back in, like, 2011. Mm-hmm. What did he win? He, I think he won the Cy Young that year, actually. Like, it was just that he had that one, like, amazing – he had those great couple of years, but then it just went downhill. They've never had that guy they could rely on, and Shohei Otani is finally that guy I think they start – they can start to rely on a little bit. Yeah. Like, you saw, like, glimpses of him last year when he pitched against the Astros and the Athletics, and you're just like, he – like, when, when he gets healthy, if he can get back to where he was – he is going to be a stud and a possible Cy Young contender. Oh, for sure. You even talk about MVP and like later in his career for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. That's exciting stuff for them, though, for sure. Um, 100%. 100%. One last thing, though, on that with the Angels. What do you think about this? Shohei Otani is going to have to find a position, in my opinion, because of this reason. Or someone else's because I know he can't throw because he's recovering from Tommy John. You have Albert Pujols into that long contract. I believe there are three years left in that contract. He is he can't move like he just can't run anymore. It's just part of aging in baseball. He obviously is their DH, but Shohei Otani is going to be the DH. 
where does he play? And not and they have Justin Bohr as their first baseman. What are they going to be doing with all these guys? I think someone they, has to go. I think they dump Justin Bohr in the outfield. Justin Bohr's in the outfield. See, I thought Justin Bohr's just going to get like un, like he's just going to be that guy that's just going to be kind of like pulled out like unfortunately and like I don't think it's going to be anything that's his fault other than like Shohei Otani's there and he definitely has more of an impact and definitely has more uh more say for the organization than obviously um I would it's just two lefty bats I agree with Albert that Bulls is the righty I agree with that um but I think it's a lot easier for them to just to dump Justin Bohr out there um have a guy like Pujols in the lineup as well as an Otani um, I think it it definitely helps them um, having Otani and um, Pujols in the lineup. So it's hard to just justify not having them in the lineup. So if if a piece were to move, it would be Bohr. Um, you guys Bohr at third base though. Bohr at third. I didn't even know he played third base. Well, I mean. Eight. I mean, you. It's worth a shot. You have Kozart who's hitting one twenty at third. Yeah, did they just sign him? They did. They didn't they sign him to like a three year deal though? Pretty like, sure I mean, that, that's gonna that's like their guy now. Like, they kind of like have to keep him there. That's like they're not gonna trade. You're not. No, you're not gonna trade Albert Pujols. No one's gonna take on that contract. Mm-hmm. I don't think Pujols wants to be traded either. Well, he probably has a no trade clause, no contract. But I don't know. It's just something to think about. I, I think I think um, I think Brian uh, Goodwin gets the boot in the outfield, even hitting three oh eight. No way. Really? You don't think so? Because he already plays outfield. Why teach Justin Bohr to go play outfield? They're he both played left- he played outfield both a lefties. little bit. They're both lefties. They already have power guys in Otani and Pujols. Why why haven't why teach another guy to go play outfield if you have a Contact. He played a little bit of outfield in um, Miami. Yeah. Um, well, next, moving on from that, uh, Chris Paddock dominating and living up to what he was saying about uh, saying he should have been player of the month last year instead of Pete Alonso. Uh, he caved Alonso twice and stared him down, and he was fired up, if you did not see it. It, it was something to watch. I love the cowboy Chris Paddock. The sheriff. I am all I don't even care. I'm all about him. I just remember seeing um the the video made its rounds on uh Twitter um um spring training when uh he when the uh pitching coach went out there and said uh you'll be uh you'll be on the roster and you can just see how excited he was. Um that's when I really became a Chris Paddock fan and just knowing that um he he loves what he does. Um and obviously, with that, he he had every right to be player of the month last year or last month. Oh um, yeah, Pete Alonso played well, but I think he got he got robbed there. Um, obviously, Kang him and give him a little the business. I think is it, it just it, it it worked out and that was it was good. Yeah, just talk about you know that fastball that's coming at you. Oh, dude, the sheriff is in town when he is pitching. It's gross. Dominating. He leaves. Especially, he just, 
against. He, could, he just flicks sliders into lefties and in that dead zone, and you can't touch it. You can't touch it. He's but, just absolutely dominated this year. His Huge. ERA is like what one point something, like one five, one four, one six, yeah, one five, one yeah. five five. He's second in the MLB in ERA, and he leads in WHIP and batting average against. Huge Chris Paddock fan. <laughs> yeah, huge oh, for sure. Uh, Mike Fires tossed a no no. What was it last night? Two nights ago against the Reds. It's the second one of his career. Uh, representing Broward from down here, Deerfield. Went to Deerfield, baby. Go, went to NSU, right? Went to Deerfield, went to NSU. And, and went to Broward College, BC. Hashtag Jugo route. Yeah. Representing. <laughs> big deal or no big deal? Of course it's a big deal. Uh, first no-hitter of the season, his second of his career. Um, it's big for him. I mean, for me, he, he he's always going to be branded as that guy that hit Stanton. But for him, second no-hitter, I mean, that's it's big for him. It's big for the athletic as well. It's something special. It's something special to put on like your career mantle. Two nighters. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. What was he? Max Scherzer has done it. Like Nolan Ryan has like seven or something like that. Like seven, yeah. Yeah. Big deal. Yes, I mean, think, what do you think, Austin? Big for him. I think like yeah, it's a big thing for him. Like he's not going to be. Like, he's not an ace. Like he just isn't. But. Like, everyone, like, when you have, like, but that's the big thing with these people who throw no hitters in perfect games. Like, most of the time, they aren't necessarily, like, the ace of your staff. Like, for the Reds, like, years back when Homer Bailey, remember that? Like, like he was not, he was not an ace by any means, but he threw two perfect games in less than a year. Yeah. Like, every pitcher in the major league has the ability to throw no hitter. In a perfect game, it's just it's everything around it. Yeah. Well, I yeah. Mean, I mean, you saw Jerickson Profar make that unbelievable catch. Exactly. Saw, it's huge what's defense. the guy's name? Lorenzo Lorenzen. Who's the unbelievable center fielder there? He like throws everybody Frank out. Lorenzen? He has a cannon. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. L'Oreal is that his name? It L'Oreal. starts with an L. I don't know what his name is. Loriano. Yeah. yeah. He made some unbelievable catch in center field yeah. and like robbed a home run. Like I mean, it's just stuff that like that. It has to go your way. But for yeah, sure, I mean, all all the all the cards have to line up, all the chips have to fall. Um, but you know, it's, you know, for him to do it, that's huge for him. Um, you know, just he got he got a good uh, dice roll and big for the athletics. Um, definitely, is gonna give me that uh, spark they need. Um, it's just it's good for baseball too. All right, I saw this on Facebook. Just if you already saw this, don't say anything. But just want to see if you guys would just know off the top of your head. What is the rarest thing in Major League Baseball so far? So, th- these are your options. A cycle has happened. No hitters have happened. A player has had a home run in his first career at bat. An immaculate inning. Perfect games. Or four homer- home run games. Which ones have happened the fewest amount of times? And which ones have happened the most, do you think? Immaculate innings. What? Which one would that be? The fewest or the most? Fewest. Wrong. I think most would be. Would four most, home run nights. Four I home run nights. Which ones? Four four home run nights is correct. That has eight. That has only happened eighteen times in Major League Baseball history. I thought you said three home runs. That's why. But yeah, four home runs is the least, and I think cycles are the most. 
What do you think, Austin? What were the first couple? <laughs> Cycles, no hitters, home runs in a player's first career at bat, immaculate innings, perfect games, and four homer games. Four home run games are already the fewest. It's 18. Are no hitters the most common? No, it's cycles. But no hitters <laughs> No hitters is right behind it, though. It's not that far away, which is kind of weird. I thought that no hitters would be so much fewer. So there have been 325 cycles in Major League like, history. Been like, there have been only 300 no hitters. 124 times has a player homered in his first career Major League at bat. There have been 95 immaculate innings, 18 yeah. four-homer games, and there have only been 23 perfect games. That's crazy. I would have thought there were a lot fewer and a lot more I, for some. I was pretty sure it was immaculate innings. Then you threw in the uh, perfect game and four home run nights. Oh, my off the top of my head, I would have said the four homer games because I just never see that happen. But no hitters. Had, I would have never thought there were 300 Wait, no hitters. Two, two years ago. Scott, uh, no, Scooter Jeanette. Reds. Scooter Jeanette, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Josh Hamilton's. Josh I remember Hamilton. Josh Hamilton's too. He was a stud, dude. He was. Yeah, but how shocked are you? Three hundred no hitters. I would have never said there were that many. I I rem I remember seeing that somewhere, and I was like, yeah, that sounds about right. I would have never guessed. I wouldn't have even been come close. I would have said like one fifty. I would have been like yeah, half. That's about two no hitters every major league season. Yeah. When you think about it like that, it's about right. Yeah, this is the 150th year of baseball. So yeah. Yeah. See. Um. But hey, uh, another thing. What are your thoughts on uh, Joey Gallo? He's impressive. He's, prov he's proven 100, himself. 100 home runs before 100 singles. That's a, that's an impressive stat. He hit he's a ball. Pro he's proving himself. He hit a he's ball at PNC Park that is in the stratosphere right now. It's Absolutely. flying by right now. You see the ball in left center field went out of the stadium. Into the lake, I, I think. Into the, the river. Yep. That was crazy. Wait, when was this? Josh Bell did this then, like last night then. Yeah. It was like it was like two days ago. Oh, I don't know. Maybe he did. Josh Bell did the same thing, but uh, yeah. But the man has power either way. Mm -hmm. I think it. It was like, gosh, he had like the fewest. He had like the fewest amount of at bats before 100, 100 home runs. I think. And it was something, like, just ridiculous. I mean, that is literally his job playing Major League Baseball is just to hit the ball out of the park. I mean, that has to be the most fun job ever. Just His only job is to go up and swing as hard as he can every pitch. Oh, no, it was yeah. Ryan Howard. Never mind. Yeah. Oh, I lied. Okay, never mind. Yeah, but still, I mean, like, I just... that it's a, That is an impressive stat to say you did. Absolutely. Yeah. Of course. But he's proving himself this year. He's walking more. He's striking out less, I think. Like, I mean, last year he, like, batted, like, what, barely 200? Like, this year he's starting to, like, have way more contact than he did last year. And he's he's starting to be a guy that they just don't rely on to hit a long ball but rely to get on base. Mm -hmm. I still think they rely to hit bombs. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not taking that away from him, but it's more than a bomb. It's like a double every now and then and not a strikeout on swinging at three pitches. Okay. Yeah, I agree with that. I just yeah. think 100 home runs, 400 singles is just a ridiculous stat. It is. That's so cool. Yeah. 
That's so cool. All right. So uh, today is May 9th. Uh, the upcoming MLB draft is basically a month away. I think it's June 6th, uh, 2019 draft. Uh, really quick, who is the first overall pick? And then after that, uh, the top three picks. So just say the next two. I'll go first. I do not think it is going to be Bobby Witt Jr. It's Adley uh, Rutchinson. Yes, that's exactly what I was going to say. He's catcher for Oregon State. He's going. Yeah. He is such a polished product. He's been projected to be the number one pick for how long now? Like as, like, as soon as he's, like, yeah, they've projected him as number one pick on every website for a long time. Oh, yeah. And you're, you might think you might not like this. I, it's kind of going off the chart a little bit. The second pick, they have it being Bobby Wood Jr. He's not going to be the second pick. It is going to be none other than the guy I made fly out to third base, the one and only Riley Green. No, it's not. Yes, no. it is. No, it's not. <laughs> third overall pick. He's we'll going Bobby. to Miami. We'll be Riley Bobby Green's Wood going Jr. to Miami. He's going fourth overall. He's going to Miami. No way. He's, they haven't projected to go into the Tigers. Fifth pick. Okay. I haven't projected him going into the Marlins. Fourth pick. All right, he's going to the Royals. No, he's not. He's going to be in that Royal Blue. No, he's not. Bobby Witt's going to be in the Royal Blue. No, he's not. Okay, here's what's happening, okay? Rutchison, Witt, Andrew Vaughn, Riley Green, C.J. Abrams. Yeah, it's about to say. I have the same guys in my top five. Thank you. Because it means, like, Bobby Witt Jr. You could throw in Hunter Bishop, though, in the top five. He could. Would not surprise me, Arizona State. Who's your top five, Austin? Honestly, like, at this point, everyone has the same top five. Because anyone in the top five, is, like, for the most part, is kind of interchangeable. Because they're I all, like, statement. What did you say? I strongly disagree with that statement. With what statement? That, that the top five is interchangeable. Like, the order? Yes. Oh, I, I think, never. Th- I think. I think Rutchinson's going number one in everybody's every- top five. Besides number one, everyone else is going to be in the top five. I don't know. I mean, every single year. Remember, they said uh, Brady Singer last year was supposed to go like what four? He didn't go until like the sixteenth pick. Yeah. You never. I mean, we're talking about a month away. For all you know, I mean, God forbid one of these guys gets hurt or hurt or something like that. They're not going to be drafted top five. Automatically. Riley Green, though, is just so good. Yeah. He's he's so, made an unbelievable oh catch in the outfield. Me first pitch. Okay, so first pitch of the game. We played him um, in Orlando a couple like a couple months ago. First pitch of the game. He just reaches out, flicks a 92-mile-an-hour fastball, and it, we're just like, oh, it's a foul ball. And it goes over uh, the fence. Went foul. over the fence. Off his front foot, fence. just flicks his wrists. Oops, ball outside, swung. Probably shouldn't have. 335 feet foul. Oh, yeah. Dude, I appreciate watching him, like, go. I, like, I'm glad we went and played Haggerty. We did end up losing. It was We, we stayed in the ballgame, though, for a while. But they also have another guy, the draft pick, the shortstop. I, I intentionally. FIU. I don't know what his name is, but he's actually supposed to get drafted, too, in, like, the second round. Um, But I appreciated watching him play because you just saw the way he carried himself the whole time. Like, even when he got walked, it was he put his bat down and he it was like a 75% sprint 
to and first base. Intentionally every- walked in with guy on second and third. Didn't even bat an eye. <laughs> like he knew it was happening. Yeah, yeah, like just the way he carried himself, I just enjoyed watching him so much. Yeah, and he made a he made a he made a he full extension grab. Unbelievable play. And the year before that, first pitch of the game, line drive to center field, hits the yellow cap, and then comes back in the ballpark. I mean, triple for the first play of the game. I remember we played him when he was when he was a sophomore and he hit yeah. I think like hit like three triples or three doubles. Yeah. It's crazy. crazy. But by the way, yours truly that you are hearing right now, JD Johnstone, did make him fly out to third base on a 0-2 circle changeup. The highlight of JD's life right there. You got a jersey swap with him. No, you didn't. Yeah, you tried. <laughs> kind of wish. I did not try. It was a joke, Austin. (laughs) I was talking to walk up and ask for his high school jersey. I would (laughs) have. I 100% would have. Yeah, the guy's going to be something either way, for sure. By the way, who would you say might have been a a second-round pick from Haggerty? The shortstop? The shortstop. He's committed to FIU. I don't think he's going to get second-round pick. I don't know. That's what everybody was saying. Everybody was saying it was Riley Green and him. Like, he was going early rounds, too. I think he was going early rounds. I don't know about second round. He was, like, second or third. That's what I heard. Man, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. But, uh, well, that's all we have for this edition of Major League Talk. This is Episode 8. Tune in for Episode 9 next week. Uh, You guys got anything else to say before we go? I think I think we covered it pretty well. Yeah, all right. All right. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, see you next time. Later.